The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the principles of effective marketing according to Hawk Media. Joining us is Eric Huberman, who is the CEO of Hawk Media, which is an agency that serves as your outsourced CMO, and Hawk is shifting the marketing paradigm by putting client success ahead of their own. Yesterday, Eric and I talked about the Hawk Method of Marketing, Eric's new book, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about automating marketing strategy with Hawk AI. All right, here is the second part of my conversation with Eric Huberman, the CEO of Hawk Media. Eric, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me back. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yesterday, we started off the podcast asking you if there's anything you can't do. You're running a successful scaling agency. You're having a baby or your wife is. And you wrote a book. You run an angel investment or venture capital fund as well. You're building, you're investing, you're taking over the MarTech space. So tell me a little bit about the things that you've been working on. You launched Hawk AI to help companies automate their marketing strategy. Give me the lay of the land. Yeah. So this is something we've wanted to build for seven years. And Hawk's been around eight, Hawk Media has been around eight and a half years. And really what we found was, again, on our last episode, we talked about our marketing methodology and how we oversee marketing and how we manage it. And that's basically the starting point of how we know where to attack, what to do, what to manage, what we need to spend our time on in marketing. And so we're manually been doing that for eight and a half years. And on top of that, a value we find we bring to companies is sort of the forest from the trees book. We have thousands of companies we run marketing for. We know what metrics look good, what's working, what's not across the board in an industry. So when an individual company is struggling, we can know, is it because it's that company or is it because the industry? Just like currently, you know, this year, regardless of what the government wants to say, technically, I think we're in a recession. But if you look at the e-commerce industry, the average Shopify sites, I believe down 10 to 20% in revenue. If you didn't know that and your site was down 5%, you think you're failing miserably. But it turns out you're actually beating benchmarks. Same thing with how wealth managers like to justify their returns. As long as they're beating the S&P, they're bragging about it. Even if the S&P is down 20% and they're down 5 that's a good thing is how they look at it. So same thing with marketing, where it's like if your Facebook ads have declined 5%, but everyone else is down 30 well, you're actually doing well. And what that also means is maybe don't spend your time on fixing Facebook. Like it's actually working. You need to find other ways to complement that 
and that's a better use of your time. So that's what we do manually. And what we wanted to build was a tool that would monitor your marketing in real time and tell you this is working, this isn't, this is falling off, this is where you need to pay attention, and then actually measure it against benchmarks in your industry so it knows it's not just your company. Again, you're not just declining on Facebook. Everyone is, or maybe everyone's doing just fine and you are the one declining. That is where you need to look. You're doing something wrong here. And then actually provides insights on like, hey, your site conversion is down and you're actually converting at a worse rate than your industry. We should probably look at ways to fix that. Here are some ways to fix that. You look at your web flow, look at your conversion rate optimization, look at your site speed, whatever. And this is something we've, again, wanted to build over time. And now we ended up acquiring a company that for four years built the monitoring piece of this, did a great job with it, and then brought them in, incorporated the benchmarking side of it, built some other tools around it. Now we're doing our first launch and it's called Hawk AI. And basically can plug into your marketing and the idea is over time, we're building out automated marketing strategy where basically we can take a lot of the workload off a marketing lead and also give a CEO, a founder, quick insight into what's working and not on their marketing system. So talk to me about the underlying data source. It seems like when you're benchmarking, the benchmarks are only as good as the accurate data. Where are you sourcing the data? What's the competitive set looks like? Who is it for? Give me a sense of what you're putting into the algorithms that are making these suggestions. At this point, Hawk Media has managed marketing for over 4,000 brands, and we've actually gained data on about 12,000. These are companies we know intimately that we understand, and we've been able to take that data in, clean it up, anonymize it, and create data around the data we had. So Hawk, because of our eight and a half years of doing this, we have thousands of companies marketing data, and we've actually tested this in terms of, is it actually indicative of the market, looking at publicly traded companies compared to our data, and the correlation's very, very high. For example, last week we called Facebook was going to miss their revenue. And frankly, full transparency, now a bunch of hedge funds are interested in the data as well. So talk to me a little bit about who this is for. You know, when you have the ability to understand how Facebook is doing, you've caught the attention of the hedge fund managers, primarily e-commerce. Are you able to go B2B? How niche are we talking? Are we looking apparel, looking shoes, looking women's shoes, looking women's shoes size five? So women's shoes and sort of target price point. That's how detail we would go. At size five, we probably could, but we're not going by product yet. We're still sticking to company. I'm joking around by the sizes, but I actually do think that there's some segmentation there that's interesting, which is women's shoes targeting a specific demographic, yeah. urban shoes as opposed to luxury retail. Exactly. And that's what I mean is like differentiators. Average order value is a big setting that we look at because if your average order value is $1,000 for a pair of shoes and your company's at 50, there's not benchmarking to be done there in the same way. So that is a part of how we look at the data. Again, this is the first launch. So I think it'll definitely be make improvements over time. In terms of the target, the main targets are business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and then heads of marketing for different reasons. The business owner, the idea here is similar to the book. It's to give them a quick window into what's working and not in their marketing as someone that might not be a marketer. Like, how do I even know if my team's looking at the right things? How can I know how things are working? How do I get a clear picture of this? Because if not, you're relying on your head of marketing and hoping that you hired the right person, which as a business owner, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And so this allows for a little validation. That being said, for a head of marketing, it allows you to know exactly what you should be focusing on. One of the terms we use for this is AI-enabled CMO. It's almost like you have this AI suit around you that allows you to be that much more effective because instead of spending all your time in the tedium trying to figure out what to spend your time on and what's going wrong, it literally takes all that off your plate, shows you exactly what to do, and then you just got to go execute. Let me poke holes a little bit here. The idea is you're benchmarking against standard marketing channels. 
That means that your marketing is becoming somewhat commoditized. Well, is your Facebook campaign performing similar, better, or worse than somebody else's Facebook campaign? But inherently, the growth opportunities in marketing are often the things that people aren't already doing. So how does a tool like this help you not only benchmark against the channels that are popularized, but also think about what are some of the other opportunities for you that aren't necessarily so popular? Awesome call out. So I have a view of this with marketing, and it's similar to most people's view on the financial markets. You need your blue chip and you need your high earners, your high risk, high reward. And this is built right now to manage the blue chips. The same way I alluded to like, how are you performing against the S&P 500? Well, if you can get that baseline and then do what you just talked about, the more high risk, high reward sort of marketing to really jump off of that, you do need that baseline tried and true scalable part of marketing. Because if all of you're doing is throwing at flyers that are hopefully going to be these anomalies, you're nine times out of 10 going to fail. Right now, if you're building an online business, yeah, you need to run Facebook ads. You probably need to run Google ads. You need to do these other things at a baseline to keep growth going while you try to find those other nuggets of marketing that end up being, again, the higher risk, higher reward side of it. When I say high risk, it might not be monetary risk, it might be time. It might be the fact that it's not scalable. Influencer marketing is a good example of this back in the day where it's like, yeah, you could get a hit the right one and go crazy. But nine times out of 10, there was nothing repeatable about that where it's like, yeah, it worked once. What do you do now? How do you keep growing your business? Because a sugar rush in your business doesn't really help you. Whereas a lot of these channels that we're measuring to email marketing, SMS, affiliate marketing, Google, Facebook, TikTok, et cetera, these are scalable channels you can keep growing off of. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. What's the level of scale that you need to be able to benchmark yourself against the other sort of blue chip channels or your competition? You could start right away as you're starting to run out these channels, but take it with a grain of salt as to what's happening. Because we can look at how you're performing in two weeks and see how is everything looking. But again, depending on your purchase, you probably haven't had enough data to collect yet to see how that's going to play out. 
I meant more like from an ad spend perspective. Hey, look, you really got to spend ten to a hundred thousand dollars for us to have enough data to accurately benchmark. What we found is it's about five thousand a month per channel is about that minimum. Ten is better, but five is really that like threshold. Like when we drop to four, when people do, it's like you don't even know what to do. Five has always been sort of that bare minimum. Ten has always been that better starting point. So tell me a little bit about the roadmap here. You've got this initial benchmarking platform. You mentioned that it's live and anybody with roughly over $5,000 of investment can start benchmarking their performance marketing efforts. What's the long-term strategy here? We're adding channels. So we still, we're rolling out affiliate, email, SMS, all these other marketing channels that people are leveraging. We have plugins for Shopify now and Google Analytics and just a general view as well. As we build out that, we're also building out some easier data collection sets so that we can actually widen the benchmarking so it can become more and more accurate. Obviously, the more statistics, the better. And then we are incorporating insights soon where we're actually going to tell you this is what you need to do, not just this is what you need to look at, but here are the fixes. And the goal is over time to actually start making the fixes. Like Just to be blunt, is the vision of this is five or 10 years from now, hopefully AI actually comes to fruition in some ways and not in the dangerous ones. And we can actually say, for example, your Google ads are declining. It looks like these are the ads that are doing poorly. We'll just go shut them off for you. And if we have enough context that we can actually trust an AI to do that, which is where the technology isn't yet, that's the goal is how much can we take off of people's plate so we can use marketers for their highest and best use of that creativity, that innovation versus clicking buttons. Last question I have for you. I mentioned before that you not only are running the agency, you're investing in MarTech, now you're building your own MarTech solutions. What's the long-term plan for you and for the company? Is the goal to take the agency work and continue to develop software and then become a MarTech provider? Where do you see this going from an organizational perspective? Yeah, it's interesting. So we've kind of hit the point of like the baseline of what I wanted to be at. I want to be able to invest in marketing technology. We're not looking to build more after this. This is like the tool that we wanted to build that's core to our business. I'm not looking to go build my own SMS marketing platform. We'd rather invest in PostScript. So the fund will continue the way it is. And we've raised our second fund. We went from a $5 million fund to a $50 million fund, and we'll probably stay there. Our goal is to be the best early stage MarTech investor. And I feel like in a lot of ways, we've accomplished that because there's very few investors that bring the kind of horsepower to the companies that we can. We have our financing arm that allowed, we found a problem with working capital. Our clients would grow fast and run out of cash. And we basically helped solve that problem with cheaper working capital. And the idea is now to, you know, we've expanded into Europe, into Asia, Canada. We have people all over the country in the US. And it's really just bringing accessibility to great marketing is the idea. So I think that tool that we're building, Hawk AI, will continue to help augment more and more of what we do and make us more powerful while we continue to try to attract the best talent out there and support the ecosystem in the ways we have. And I joke, but it's world marketing domination. When people go, I need marketing help, they think Hawk Media. Swooping down from on high with giant talons, plucking out the best investment opportunities, the best clients, the best marketing strategies, and building their own tools. Like you said, world domination. Eric, you're almost there. And one more time, congratulations on the book launch, the product launch, and also the baby launch as well. The big one, yeah. <laughs> All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Eric Huberman, the CEO of Hawk Media. If you'd like to get in touch with Eric, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Eric Huberman, E-R-I-K-H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is hawkmedia.com, H-A-W-K-E-M-E-D-I-A.com.
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.